بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله ما بعد اللهم اغفر لنا ولشيخنا ولمشايخه والمسلمين أجمعين قال المؤلف قال المؤلف رحمه الله تعالى باب قول الله تعالى إنما ذلكم الشيطان يخوف أولياءه فلا تخافوهم وخافون إن كنتم مؤمنين وقوله إنما يعمر مساجد الله من آمن بالله واليوم الآخر وأقام الصلاة وآت الزكاة ولم يخش إلا الله الآية وقوله من الناس من يقول آمنا بالله فإذا أوذي في الله جعل فتنة الناس كعذاب الله الآية Chapter 32 The statement of Allah It is only shaitan who, who suggests fearing of his friends the saying of Allah, it is only shaitan who suggests fearing of his friends. Do not fear them, but fear me if you are indeed believers. And he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, said, The masjids of Allah are to only to be maintained by those who believe in Allah on the last day and establish prayer, pay zakah, and do not fear, except Allah. It is only those that can be among the guided. And among the, are those who say we believe in Allah, but when they are tested by Allah, they equate the trials of man to Allah's punishment. From Abu Sa'id al-Khudir radiallahu anhu marfu'an, he said, "Among the weakening of uh, um, he said, among the weakening of certainty is to please the people by displeasing Allah, and to praise them for what Allah provided, and to blame them for what Allah did not give you. Allah's providing is not due to wishful desires, nor is it withheld by the loathing of one who hates it." From Aisha radiallahu anha, that Allah's messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Whoever seeks Allah's pleasure at the expense of the displeasure of people, then Allah will be pleased with him, and the people will be pleased with him. And whoever seeks the pleasure of the people at the expense of the displeasure of Allah, Allah will be Allah will be displeased with him, and the people will be displeased with him." Recorded by Ibn Hibban in Sahih. ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So this is the second chapter from the nine chapters or so in which the Sheikh رحمه الله is going to talk about actions of the heart So this chapter the last chapter and the remaining or the, the next seven chapters or six chapters are on actions of the heart and this is another one from the actions another ibadah from the actions of the heart the shaykh says rahimahullah so this chapter can be called the shaykh rahimahullah made the title of the chapter as the verse Lakin it can also be called Babu Al-Khawf Min Al-Shirk Babu Oh la, Babu Al-Khawf Bab Al-Khawf That is the chapter And that is what it talks about As for when you're uh, The book itself Just as a side benefit with books, if you come across something that needs to be changed in the book, although this nothing needs to be changed here, like in general, let's say there's something that you feel needs to be changed. You can never change the book as it is. Put a footnote and write it on the bottom, like a taliq or something like that. Like in one of the etiquettes of reading books is that you cannot change the book how it is. Although here there's nothing to change. Uh, naam. So this chapter talks about Bab al-Khawf. Uh, al-Bab. The maqsood of the bab, bayanu, the maqsood of the objective of the bab, the bab is bayanu, anna, 
الخوف عبادة بيان أن الخوف عبادة من العبادات وجعله أي الخوف وجعله لغير الله شرك وجعله لغير الله شرك So the objective of this chapter is to clarify the ruling and to explain that khawf is a form of ibadah, fear is a form of ibadah. And giving it other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, diverting it other than Allah jalla wa ala is a form of shirk. And the murad or the meaning of khawf here, khawf al-ibadah, its definition is al-khawfu الذي معه الخوف الذي معه تعظيم وخضوع وتأليه وكمال الطاعة الخوف الذي معه تعظيم وخضوع وتأليه وكمال الطاعة. So when the when خوف is mentioned in this chapter, what is meant is the fear that is connected with or that has glorifying, humiliation, humiliating oneself for the sake of Allah سبحانه وتعالى and to Allah سبحانه وتعالى. And the fear that has with it worship and kamal ta'a, complete submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in obedience. And complete submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in obedience. And there's another word which is similar to this, which is similar to khawf, al-khashya. Al-khashya. Khashya is similar to khawf Lakin it is different in the sense that it is maqroonun bil ilm Khashya has ilm connected to it So when a person has khashya and a person has khawf Although both of them relate to fear Lakin khashya a person has khashya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or has knowledge of what they are fearing. So al-khashya maqroon bil-ilm. Also, khashya, it has ta'zim, glorifying. A type of glorifying and honoring for the one that is feared. So inna yakhsha allaha min ibadihi al-ulama, only verily it is the scholars that fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning they have Love of Allah Jalla wa'ala, they have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon knowledge and that knowledge causes them to glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whereas khawf, it doesn't necessarily have to be with ta'zim Allah Jalla wa'ala mentioned in the Qur'an many virtues for the khawf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the fear of Allah Jalla wa'ala from them Allah Jalla wa'ala says وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَا النَّفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَى فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَى Whomsoever fears the standing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
and prevents himself and stays away from and abstains from desires, their desires, what their soul desires, then for them is Jannah. Jannah will be their abode. Allah Jalla wa Ala says, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجَةً Whomsoever fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah Jalla wa Ala will give him a way out of and exit from every difficulty. قَالَ جَلَّ وَعَلَى وَلِمَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ جَنَّتَانِ Whomsoever Allah fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall be promised Jannah. Ibn Qayyim says, Rahimahullah ta'ala, Al-Khawfu Ubudiyatu Al-Qalbi Al-Khawf Ubudiyatu Al-Qalbi Khawf is the servitude of the heart. فَلَا يَصْلُحُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ It is not befitting except for Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Kadhulli Wal inabati Wal mahabbati Wa tawakkuli Wa raja' Wa ghayriha min ubudiyatil qalb So khawf is a servitude of the heart And it is not befitting For other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Just like you, A dhul when one humiliates himself For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala When one returns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Love of Allah jalla wa ala Tawakkul relying upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Which we shall see in the next chapter And hoping in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And other than that طيب. Then the Shaykh rahimahullah mentions the first verse Where he says Or afwan Types of types of khawf There are types of khawf Number one The first type of khawf خوف العبادة خوف العبادة And that is the fear that we talked about earlier on which is connected to fearing Allah Jalla wa Ala glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with complete submission The second type is الخوف الشركي خوف that consists of shirk Billahi subhanahu wa ta'ala And that is often referred to as Khawfu sir as well Whereby a person fears Other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Believing That they can harm Them The same as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Or believing that they can harm Although in reality they may not be able or they cannot harm For example a person who is a wali Or a person who has passed away and he's in his grave And he died hundreds years, 100 years ago or plus Believing that if you don't pay a certain amount of sadaqah Or you don't slaughter a certain amount of animals for that dead For that wali Then that wali will come to you and harm you In your health, in your wealth, in your family and so on and so forth So that is Khawf al-shirk The next is Al-Khawf al-Muharram The third type is Al-Khawf al-Muharram Which is The Khawf That is Haram Impermissible Lakin it doesn't take the person outside of the fold of Al-Islam And the Dabit for that is or how can we know the khawf that is haram? 
That which causes a person to do something that is haram or leave something off that is wajib. So for example, a person leaves off salah fearing another person will مثلاً, harm him or believing and fearing that they will be sacked if they pray. So that fear has caused this person to leave off something which is wajib. For example, a person says, I'm not going to enjoy the good and forbid the evil because people will harm me or kill me. And it may not actually in reality be something that exists, like he fears out of himself. So he fears that this could happen, therefore he leaves off enjoying the good and forbidding the evil. And then the last type is Al-Khawf Al-Tabi'i, natural fear. Natural fear. And that is Tabi'i, as it says on the title, Tabi'i, natural. Therefore, there's no punishment attached to it. Like, nevertheless, the Prophet وسلم, would seek refuge in Allah Jalla wa'ala from being, from jubun or cowardness. So, for example, a person should not fear those things that might not even be able to harm him. For example, you see a person running away from a fly or a person running away from a small mouse. That's not befitting. Prophet said, The strong believer is better than the weak believer. طيب. Then the Shaykh starts off with the, tap, uh, the, the first verse or the first evidence for this verse, which is the verse of Allah Jalla wa And the meaning of the verse being that verily it is the Shaytan who suggests to his awliya that you fear him. So do not fear me, do not fear them, fear me in kuntum mu'minin, if you are believers. And this verse was revealed, it has a sabbun nuzul, which when the battle of Uhud finished, and the, whatever happened, happened with regards to the Muslims, and the non-Muslims, the mushrikun, had the upper hand, when the believers came back wounded and so on, the mushrikun they said to a group of people, go and tell Muhammad and the rest of his followers that we're going to come and destroy whatever is left of them. Whatever is left of them. Then the Prophet ﷺ commanded the believers to, to go back and attack and go back and face the mushrikun and face the mushrikun then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the believers to not fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and commanded the believers to not fear them lacking to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the verse or the wajhu dalala is that Imam Sa'di said about this verse rahmatullahi alayhi in showing he says And in this verse There's the obligation of fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
وَأَنَّهُ مِنْ لَوَازِمِ الْإِيمَانِ And it is from the things that Iman necessitates. فَعَلَى قَدْرِ إِيمَانِ الْعَبْدِ So depending on the level of the Iman of the person, يَكُونُ خَوْفُهُ مِنَ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى So the fear that a person has of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala depends on the level of their Iman. وَالْخَوْفُ الْمَحْمُودِ And the khawf that is praiseworthy, that is a form of worship, is مَا حَجَزَ الْعَبْدَ عَمْ مَحَارِمِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى The khawf that is praised and that is expected from the Muslim is the khawf, the fear, that prevents a Muslim, from that prevents the person, the servant, from falling into those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited. So the verse shows us three benefits, which is number one, there's a prohibition in the verse of fearing other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَلَا تَخَافُوهُمْ That is a prohibition. Prohibiting us from fearing other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, وَخَافُونِي In that there's a command, an amr, a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanding us to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in the last benefit or the last part of the verse, إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ There is تَعْلِيقُ إِيمَانِ الْعَبْدِ بِخَوْفِهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى Connecting the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or connecting Iman with the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the verse shows the title which is Babul Khawf in three ways. Number one, there's a prohibition of fearing other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And where is that found? فَلَا تَخَافُوهُمْ That's number one. Number two, there's a command to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَخَافُونِي and number three, Allah connected fear to Iman. Meaning, if you truly fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in kuntum umineen, if you truly are believers of Allah, then fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Shaykh rahimahullah mentioned the next verse, which is, إِنَّمَا يَعْمُرُ مَسَاجِدَ اللَّهِ مَسَاجِدَ اللَّهِ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ He mentioned different ibadat, and from them, Allah Jalla wa Ala says, Verily the masajid, the houses of Allah are maintained by those who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and believe in the last day and establish the prayer and pay the zakah وَلَمْ يَخْشَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ And that is the mahalu shahid, that is the point of evidence from this verse وَلَمْ يَخْشَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ And they do not fear other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about them فَعَسَى أُولَٰئِكَ أَنْ يَكُونُوا مِنَ الْمُهْتَدِينَ عَسَى It may be that أُولَٰئِكَ that those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this way with these five great ibadat that they may be from the ones that are guided they may be from the ones that are guided so the wajhu dalala is that the verse commands us with the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the khashya should only be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَلَمْ يَخْشَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ And they do not fear except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Praise them for that Allah jalla wa ala Praise them for their fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone
also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thirdly mention that those servants of Allah who have these attributes of what? Man amana billahi, whoever believes in Allah jalla wa'ala, wal yawmil akhir and the last day, wa aqam as-salah and established the salah, wa aata al-zakah and pay the zakah, wa lam yakhsha illa Allah, and they do not fear except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah said, فَعَسَى أُولَٰئِكَ يَكُونُ مِنَ الْمُهْتَدِينَ It may be that they are from those that are guided. And عَسَى the ulama, they mention عَسَى in the Qur'an is mujiba. And عَسَى is a promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a wa'd. And Allah jalla wa'ala doesn't forsake or leave his wa'd, his promise to his servants. So in the verse, there's a promise for those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they will be guided. That they will be guided. And the fact that Allah Jalla wa'ala praised them for that shows that ibadah, shows that khashya is a form of ibadah. And the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised them for this khashya, this fear, shows that it is ibadah. And if we establish it is ibadah, then it can only be done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Shaykh Rahimahullah mentions the third evidence وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ فَإِذَا أُوذِيَ فِي اللَّهِ جَعَلَ فِتْنَةَ النَّاسِ كَعَذَابِ اللَّهِ The third evidence is the verse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Ankabut in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that there are from the people there are those from the people that whenever they or they say we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لكن whenever they harmed and the fitna or trial or a test comes to them, they make this equal to the punishment of the people. They make the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala equal to the punishment or the fitna of the people. So the wajhu dalala is that fil ayati dhammu man ja'ala fil ayati dhammu وَمَنْ جَعَلَ عَذَابَ النَّاسِ كَعَذَابِ اللَّهِ لِخَوْفِهِ مِنْهُمْ فَدَلَّ هَذَا عَلَى وُجُوبِ إِفْرَاضِ اللَّهِ بِالْخَوْفِ So the verse shows that the one who fears Allah Jalla wa'ala, the way he fears the people is blameworthy. The one that fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or fears the people the same way that he fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then the verse shows that he is blameworthy due to this fear Alhamdulillah so this shows the obligation of fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone so the mahalu shahid is ja'ala fitnatan nasi ka'adhabillah so he fears the people and he makes their fitna or their test that they bring to him or that they harm him in the same as the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this fear that he has for them or of them it may cause him to leave off something that is wajib or to do something that is haram it may cause him to do something that is wajib or it may cause him to do something or leave him to do some cause him to leave off a wajib or to do something that is muharram So all of these verses 
show that the abd, the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, should only fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regardless of the circumstances. Because that khawf is an action of the heart. Khawf is min a'mal al-qulub. And it is not something that a person can change himself physically. Like in the way the person changes it is in by increasing their iman. The more a person increases their iman, the higher their iman is, the more fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they have. And that fear leads them to what? To do what Allah Jalla wa ala commanded them to do and to abstain from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited them from. And as we shall see, every single ibadah has three pillars. Al-khawf, fear. Al-raja, hope. And al-mahabba, love. These are the three pillars of any one ibadah. Then the Shaykh Rahimahullah mentions the fourth evidence, an Abi Sa'id Magfu'an, in which he says, Inna min from the weakness of one's iman, the weakness of one's iman is that you please the people bisakhatillah whilst earning the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That shows the weakness of one's iman and the weakness of one's yaqeen. The, the one certainty. وَأَن تَحْمَدَهُمْ عَلَى رِزْقِ And also from the weakness of yaqeen and certainty is that you praise them for the rizq of Allah, for the provision, the rizq, the sustenance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the wealth, the blessings that Allah jalla wa ala has given you, that you bless them or that you praise them for that rizq. And the rizq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the provision, it's not just mal or wealth. The rizq of Allah jalla wa ala, the greatest rizq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what? Al-Iman, Al-Islam. That is the greatest ni'mah that a person can be given. Alhamdulillahi ala ni'mat al-Iman. Wa anta ahmadahum ala rizqillah. Wa anta zummuhum ala ma lam yu'tikallah. Allah. And that you also, from the signs of a weakness in one certainty, is that you blame them for that which Allah Jalla wa Ala hasn't given you. And then the Prophet or the Hadith says, Inna rizqa Allahi la harisin wa la Verily, the rizq of Allah Jalla wa Ala is not sought by the dedication of the one that dedicates or the dislike of the one that dislikes something. So the Hadith shows us Four different things or points towards four different things that show one's weakness. So, fil hadithi, the wajhu dalala is fil hadithi wasfu man athara rid al makhluqin fil hadithi wasfu man athara rid al makhluqin khawfan minhum. بضعف الإيمان وكل ما يضعف الإيمان 
فهو محرم وكل ما يضعف الإيمان فهو محرم So the hadith describes the one who prefers pleasing the people at the expense of angering Allah, angering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala due to fear of them the hadith describes him weak iman and anything that weakens a person's iman is halal haram haram and anything that weakens a person's iman is haram so the wajhu dalala from the verse from the hadith is what the hadith describes the one who prefers pleasing the people at the expense of angering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with weakness of iman and certainty due to fear in them or fear of them and anything that causes a person's iman to be weakened is what haram is what haram so the hadith mentions a lot of different things that have evidences from the rest of the sharia uh, like in this hadith is da'if so this hadith is da'if the first hadith of the bab is da'if like in the meaning is sahih now then the Sheikh Rahimahullah mentions an Aisha radiallahu anha or radiallahu anhuma and the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal man iltamasa ridallahi bisakhati nasi radiallahu anhu arda anhu nas whomsoever seeks the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeks to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the expense of angering the creation at the expense of angering the people Meaning even if it causes the people to be angry with him He prefers and gives precedence to the To please in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Then what will be his reward? Radiyallahu anhu His reward will be two things Radiyallahu anhu Allah jalla wa'ala will be pleased with him Firstly Secondly Arda anhu nas And Allah jalla wa'ala will cause the people to also be pleased with him And on that note there's a hadith where the Prophet said that if Allah loves a servant, Allah tells Jibreel. And then Jibreel tells Ahlu Samawat, the people of the heavens, that live in the heavens, the angels. Tells him or tells the angels that verily, or Allah tells Jibreel, verily, I love so and so. Jibreel tells the angels, verily, and Jibreel will also love that individual. Then Jibreel goes to the angels and says, Verily, Allah loves so and so, and I love him, and you should love him. And then the angels come and tell Ahlu Sama, Ahlu Al Agd, the people that live on earth. Therefore, that is the second reward that the hadith mentions. The person who gives precedence and prefers to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if it angers the people, Allah will be pleased with him and cause the people to be pleased with him and the opposite goes and whomsoever pleases the people at the expense of angering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only will Allah be angry with him due to him disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Lakin Allah will cause the people to also dislike him Allah Jalla wa'ala will also cause 
the people to dislike him. So the wajhu dalala from this hadith is fil hadithi bayanu fil hadithi bayanu uqubati man talaba rida nasi bisakhatillahi subhanahu wa ta'ala khawfan منهم فدل هذا على ان فدل هذا على ان هذا الخوف محرم so the hadith shows the punishment for the one who seeks to please the people at the expense of angering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this shows that this type of fear so the hadith shows the punishment of the one who angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to please the people out of fear for them. Then this type of fear is muharram. This type of fear is haram. So the Muslim has to realize that he has been created for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that comes before everything else so for example when you're or if it so happens that a family for example or your elders or parents they command you to do something that is haram then you give precedence to what? the anger of the people over the you prefer the anger of the people then angering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the Prophet sallallahu said لا طاعة لمخلوق في معصية الله There is no ta'a and no obedience to fear to uh, to the creation in that which angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is a qa'ida that is applied everywhere memorize that qa'ida which is a hadith لا طاعة لا طاعة لمخلوق there is no obedience to the creation when it comes to disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if you are put into a predicament whereby Allah commands you to do something and the people want the opposite from you, always seek to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because what is the pers- what is the worst that could happen? That you lose their pleasure, that they be angry with you, that they be upset with you, or that you lose something of the worldly benefits or gains. Khalas, like in the dunya, will end anyway. And through every difficulty, Allah says, The only thing that is irreplaceable is the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only thing that is irreplaceable is the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which causes you to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ibadah is the thing that you hold on to the most. When the Prophet said, Abdu alayha bin nawajid, hold on to it with your mawlatid. And that is embedded in the Muslim. If you look at how our brothers and sisters, may Allah jalla wa'ala preserve every single one of them and grant them shuhada in Gaza, 
they say what you hear them saying كل شيء يعوض إلا الإيمان you hear them saying standing in destroyed buildings with their family members killed family killed their brothers and their neighbors everyone killed and then they still say everything can be replaced except الإيمان belief in Allah سبحانه وتعالى that comes from where that comes from إيمان and صدق صحيح that is the only thing that a person cannot lose that is the only thing that really matters at the end of the day as a human beings we live we're born we live we die خلاص every single human being will go through these what stages born live die when you die and you meet allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the only thing that stays is what the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the obedience that you did for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those things that you did for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake. Naam. So this hadith shows us that So a person will be punished for that. And you will often find that why do people respect Muslims? Why do people, even though they hate Muslims, like why do they respect Muslims? Simply because they hold on to their religion. If you look at all of the other religions, they can be changed additions and they're always modified 21st century model 23 2023 version and so on just look at the pope and how many times he renews their religion for them like in al-islam it can't be renewed how many people have accepted islam or how many people have looked into islam after looking at the muslims in gaza and how they have been killed yet It doesn't cause them to leave their religion and it doesn't cause them to lose their iman so the fact that a few people will insult you and so on and so forth it doesn't mean anything when a woman is walking down the street with a hijab and a niqab on no doubt she looks like a stranger she looks like a stranger in muslim countries let alone in a what in a non-muslim country like in what matters at the end of the day what matters What matters is the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The fact that that person did it For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You haven't been put on earth You haven't been created to please the people You've been created to what? Please Allah jalla wa ala to worship Allah وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ So this hadith from Aisha radiallahu anha And it is mawquf It is mawquf Like in the meaning of it is sahih And it is mawquf Or it has the same meaning as the one before it And the scholars derive a qa'idah from this Which is Al-jaza'u min jins al-amal Al-jaza'u min jins al-amal The reward is equal to the action Tafadhal akhi Masail Assalamualaikum Important points The explanation of the ayah in Surah Al-Imran Number two, the explanation of the ayah in Surah Al-Bara'ah Number three, the explanation of the ayah in Surah Al-Ankabut In Surah Ayat Al-Imran When the people said to the person الذين قال لهم الناس إن الناس قد جمعوا لكم When they said to the people verily When they said to Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Verily Quraysh are coming to you They're on the way to you The Prophet ﷺ, they went back 
immediately. And that not only happened on Uhud, like in every single battle, every single time that the Muslims were faced with a test. Ahzab. And Surah Al-Bara, إِنَّمَا يَعْمَرُ مَسَاجِدَ اللَّهِ The Mahalu Shahid was, وَلَمْ يَخْشَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ So Allah Jalla wa'ala praised them for only fearing Allah Jalla wa'ala. Number three, the explanation of the ayah in Surah Al-Ankabur. <coughs> Number four, that certainty weakens and strengthens. The yaqeen, the certainty that a person has, it weakens and it, it weakens and it strengthens. Like Iman. Yaqeen is Iman. Number five, signs of its weakening. And these three are among them. Naam. These three that are mentioned in the hadith of Abu Sa'id, uh, pleasing, uh, preferring to please the people over pleasing Allah Jalla wa'ala, and praising them for the provision and the blessings of Allah, and so on. Number six, that sincere fear, that sincere fear for Allah is among the obligations. Naam. Fear is wajib. Naam. Number seven, mentioning the reward of he who achieves it. Naam. Where does it become wajib? فَلَا تَخَافُونَ وَخَافُونِ That's Amr. Amr. Naam. And the, f- f- the reward for the one who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَعَسَى أُولَٰئِكَ يَكُونُ مِنَ الْمُهْتَدِينَ Allah Jalla wa'ala mentioned that they would be from those that are guided. Number eight, mentioning the punishment of he who avoids it. <coughs> Naam. The fact that whoever doesn't fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that, and Naam. whoever leaves off the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah Jalla wa'ala will cause the people to be angry with him. Babu qawlillahi ta'ala wa'ala Allahi fatawakkalu in kuntum mu'mineen wa qawlihi innama al-mu'mineen al-lazina idha dhukira Allahu wajilat qulubuhum wa idha tuliyat alayhim ayatuhu zadatun imanan wa'ala rabbihim yatawakkalun wa qawlihi ya ayyuhal nabiyu hasbuka Allahu wa man ittaba'aka min al-mu'mineen wa qawlihi wa man yatawakkal ala Allahi fahuwa hasbuh Allah is saying, depend upon Allah if you are indeed believers. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, depend upon Allah if you are indeed believers. And, the, and Allah is saying, the believers are only those who when Allah has mentioned their hearts, shudder with fear. And the statement of Allah, O Prophet, sufficient for you is Allah and for those who follow you among the believers. And the statement of Allah, and whoever depends upon Allah, then he is sufficient for him. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu said, sufficient unto Unto us is Allah and He is the best to depend on. This was said by Ibrahim السلام, when he faced the fire and Muhammad وسلم, said it when they said to him, The people have gathered against you, so fear them. Their, fear, their faith only increased and they said, Allah is sufficient for us and the best to depend upon. Recorded by Al-Bukhari and Al-Nasai. Now, uh, this is another chapter that deals with the actions of the heart. And the Shaykh Rahimahullah mentions a verse as the title of the chapter. And we can also say, Babu Tawakkul. Babu Atawakkulu Babu Tawakkulu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The chapter that deals with relying upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The chapter that deals with relying upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the maqsood of the bab, the objective of the bab, is bayanu anna tawakkula ala Allahi ibadatun. 
وصرفه لغير الله شرك so the maqsood or the objective of the chapter is to say or clarify that tawakkul relying upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a form of ibadah and relying upon other than Allah is a form of shirk and the definition of tawakkul is i'timadul qalbi تعريف التوكل اعتماد القلب على الله اعتماد القلب على الله ايمانا بكفايته ايمانا بكفايته في جلب المنافع ودفع المضار مع فعل الأسباب المشروعة مع فعل الأسباب المشروعة So tawakkul and to rely upon Allah to rely upon Allah it means that you trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala your heart trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and believing that he is sufficient for you in bringing about that which benefits you in bringing about that which benefits you and protecting you from that which harms you whilst taking the legislated means whilst taking the legislated means So from there, or from the definition, you can see that tawakkul is a heart action of the heart. It's from the ibadat that take place in the heart. And since it is a ibadah, it can only be done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a person relies upon Allah knowing Allah is sufficient for him. And he doesn't need anyone or anything else. Where a person believes and knows and has certainty that if Allah is on his side and if Allah is protecting him, then nothing can overcome him in bringing about all sorts of benefits in the dunya, in the hereafter, and removing or preventing all forms of harm. And this goes for everything in the dunya and in the hereafter. So everything that a person does, they rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give them that thing that they desire. Whether it's an exam, whether it's a driving test, whether it is applying for a post, a vacancy, or whether it's Seeking the pleasure of Allah Jalla wa'ala, Whether it is asking Allah Jalla wa'ala to help you In being a righteous servant Or whether it is asking for the Jannah of Allah Jalla wa'ala, Everything that you can possibly want from benefit And everything that you can possibly fear from harm 
that you rely upon Allah to fulfill your needs for you and to give you that which you need. However, it also must entail doing those things that are legislated. The next title is The Establishment of Tawakkul or establishing tawakkul in our hearts and our day-to-day lives is of three things is with three things number one atawakkul ala Allah relying upon Allah first and foremost atawakkul ala Allah secondly Taking the means that you need to do To attain whatever it is that you want Taking the means As long as the means are legislated For example, a person wants to, I don't know, let's say Drive They want a license In order to Past the driving test, you need to what? take lessons. You need to be able to drive. And in order to be able to drive, you need to take the means of taking lessons and so on. Doing the theory test and then the practical. That is what is meant by Al-Akhdu Bil-Asbab. If a person wants wealth, then they go out and earn that wealth via halal means. That is the meaning of Al-Akhdu Bil-Asbab. And the third one is عَدَمُ الْإِعْتِمَادِ عَلَى الْأَسْبَابِ عَدَمُ الْإِعْتِمَادِ عَلَى الْأَسْبَابِ To not And the third way of establishing tawakkul Is to not rely upon The means alone To not rely upon the means So a person has tawakkul in Allah Takes the means like he doesn't say, I've done this, why has it not come to me? Or I've done this, therefore I will attain this thing. Rather leave the asbab alone and rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Salaf would say, with regards to leaving off the, uh, with regards to relying upon Allah and not rely upon Allah on the means, they would say, Atawakkul, write this down, Atawakkul. قطع النظر في الأسباب التوكل قطع النظر في الأسباب بعد بذل الأسباب بعد بذل الأسباب So they say the reality of a tawakul هو قطع النظر في الأسباب To cut off and to leave off looking at the means after taking the means After taking the means Is that understood? Who can summarize that? Do not continue to look at the means After you've taken the means of all No So now that you've taken the means you don't look at the means and say, you know, I've, I've done this. Why haven't I achieve, achieved it? Why haven't I got it? Why haven't I been blessed with it? Khalas, you've taken the means. So the first step is that you rely upon Allah. Second step is that you take the means 
the asbab and the third step is that you don't rely upon the means but you rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and again that goes for everything in life مثلا, a person wants children a person may say I'm going to get married صح? that is the means لكن, even after getting married the blessing of children is something that is that comes after marriage لكن it is something that is not connected to marriage in of itself it is a blessing that Allah Jalla wa'ala grants to the servants so not to rely upon the means لكن to rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is the meaning behind the hadith لو أنكم تتوكلون على الله حق توكله ولا غزقكم كما يغزق الطيب تغضو خماسا where the Prophet said that if you were to truly rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way he should be relied upon Allah would have provided for you like he provided, provides for the birds they leave their nests starving and then they come back what? with their bellies filled so what do they do? they leave the nest they go out for their provision for their gizq they take the what? The means. So that is how Allah Jalla wa'ala would have provided for you. And this is a great ibadah. Tawakkul. And tawakkul, it gives strength to the abd. It gives strength to the servant. Because when they rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they also believe that nothing will happen except that which Allah Jalla wa'ala has written down for them. And they won't live in fear. They won't live in fear. How many people constantly fear the future? Al-Khawf min al-Mustaqbal. Daiman. All the time. People fear the future. This will happen and this can happen. And they have su'udhan. Lakin, when a person fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has tawakkul in him, they rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they attain this sort of peace and tranquility in their heart. Because they know that they have connected themselves to Allah Jalla wa'ala The one that commanded us to rely upon him Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Al-Latif, Al-Alim Allah Jalla wa'ala that has all of these beautiful names and attributes Is the one that commanded us to rely upon him And if I give you Qiyas or an example If a kin from the kins of the world Khalas said to you, promised you something. Would you have a doubt in him giving you that thing? Realistically, you wouldn't. Limada, because you know obviously they're the kin and they can decide whatever goes around, goes on in that certain country. Sah. Or you apply for a job and you know the manager. Will you not be confident? And the manager is your friend. Imagine one of you is a manager. Or the head of a massive company And your friend applies for that company Your friend is going to be confident in the interview He might not even answer the questions Limada. He knows He knows he'll get the job Why? Because he's relied upon you He knows you're not going to let him down You're his friend Imagine Allah Jalla wa'ala Rabbul Alameen Rabbul Samawat Allah Jalla wa'ala that commands us to fear Him That commands us to rely upon Him As we shall see in the evidences in the chapter 
that will cause the Muslim to have shaja'a, to have courage, and to have peace, and to be at peace with himself, and to have tranquility. To know that whatever Allah decrees for him will come to him. Then the Shaykh mentions, or if we look at the hukum of tawakkul, tawakkul number one is wajib. Tawakkulu ibadatun. Tawakkul is ibadah. And if it is ibadah, what does that mean? If it is ibadah, it means what? That it is done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. It's ibadah, it is done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second type of tawakkul is tawakkulun shukriki. Tawakkul which is shirk. And that is أَن يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَىٰ أَحَدٍ مِنَ الْخَلْقِ فِيمَا لَا يَقْدِرُ عَلَيْهِ إِلَّا اللَّهِ That a person relies upon the creation in that which only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can grant. <coughs> Where a person relies upon other than Allah jalla wa'ala in that which only Allah jalla wa'ala can grant. For example, forgiving. For example, a rizq. For example, attaining Jannah. For example, being saved from the fire. Being guided in the dunya. All of these things are things that only Allah can do. Yeah. Yeah. Relying upon other than Allah in these things is shirk al-akbar. Is understood. And the third type is when tawakkul becomes shirk al-asghar. Which is to rely upon Allah to rely upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that which they are able to do. To rely upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that which they are able to do. So you cannot say to someone Tawakkaltu ala Allahi thumma alayk. Well, there are three words that I want you to write here that we cannot say. You cannot say number one, Tawakkaltu ala Allahi wa alayk. That is the first thing that you can't say. It is Muharram. Tawakkaltu ala Allahi wa alayk. I rely upon Allah Jalla wa ala and I rely upon you. Muharram. Oh, the second is Tawakkaltu ala Allahi thumma alayk Tawakkaltu ala Allahi thumma alayk I rely upon Allah, then upon you And the third is Tawakkaltu alayk Oh, ana mutawakkilun alayk I rely upon you So the second one was what? I rely upon Allah, then you Thumma, then you and the third one is Tawakkaltu ala Allahi La atawakkalu alayk The third is Atawakkalu alayk Or ana mutawakkilun alayk I rely upon you All of these three are haram and impermissible Why? Because tawakkul Is an action of the heart The reality of tawakkul The haqiqatu tawakkul Is i'timadu al-qalbi ala Allah 
That is the reality of tawakkul. So the type of tawakkul that is being referred to here is, or tawakkul in general, is always ibadah. Tawakkul is always ibadah. Why? Because it is relying upon someone in your heart, relying upon someone in your heart. And that is a form of ibadah. And it can only be done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like one may say, okay, what? But we find in the sunnah that the Prophet relied upon people to do certain things. That is different. That is called tawkil. At tawkil. And there's a difference between at tawakkul and at tawkil. At tawakkul is that which we've been just talking about, or which we studied in this chapter, we've studied so far. At tawkil is to give someone the responsibility of carrying out a duty for you. Tawkil is to give the responsibility of carrying out a duty for you. For example, the Prophet wasallam, his hadith for hajj, he had a hundred, hundred camels, he slaughtered how many? 63. And he commanded Ali to slaughter, slaughter the rest on his behalf. That is called tawkil. He, he gave that duty to, uh, to Ali radiallahu anhu. Also, the Prophet ﷺ, at times, he would command one of the companions or some of the companions to go and buy something for him. That is called tawkil. It is not tawakkul. So, is that understood? Matthew, you ask someone to go get something for you. That is called tawkil. It is not tawakkul ala, ala hadha shakhs. It is not tawakkul upon that individual. So, tawakkul takes these three ahkam. Tawakkul, which is ibadah, and that is the asal of tawakkul. The second is tawakkul, which is shaykh al-akbar, and that is relying upon other than Allah, in that which only Allah Jalla wa'ala can do. And when it becomes thirdly, shaykh al-asghar, which is relying upon a person in that which they are able to do, giving tawakkul, relying upon a person in that which they are able to do. That is what? Shaykh al-asghar. And on that note, inshallah, we'll stop so we can pray. And then resume after the salah. Wallahu a'lam. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alamin. Wa salatu wa salam ala ashraf al-anbiya wa al-mursalin. Amma ba'd. Just to point out, sometimes what happens is the masjid um, is when it's packed. When it's packed, some people pray on the stairs. So when they're praying on the stairs, it's fine as long as, obviously, when they're able to make sujood, or they're able to make sujood. And that when they are making a record or when they are making sujood, all of their body parts that would normally touch the floor are still touching the floor. It doesn't matter if sometimes one leg is on one stairs and the other is on another. Uh, the evidence is the Prophet wasallam prayed on the mimbal when he was teaching the companions of the Prophet when he was teaching his companions. Radiallahu anhum. Back to the topic of tawakkul, <coughs> which is relying upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, one thing that you need to know when you're studying the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is not information that you take in, that you absorb. It is knowledge that you act upon that changes your life. And it brings you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it gives you more peace of mind or gives you peace of mind. So for example, the chapter that we're talking about now or that we're on, which is Atawakul ala Allah, rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many of you, you're all young, alhamdulillah. 
and you're going to be facing different challenges in your lives. Many of you probably going to go into different courses. You may be worried what course to take. You may be concerned about career paths. You may be concerned about marriage, whether you're going to find the righteous partner, whether you're going to find whether you're going to be a righteous person and so on and so forth. So in general, when a person is young, they've got a lot more things to worry about because they have less experience in life. Like in you as a young Muslim, as a young believer who Allah has guided, know that if you stick to your side of the bargain, then Allah will preserve everything else for you. As we shall see from the evidences, Allah says, Whomsoever relies upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah is sufficient for him. So all you need to do is to pray Salat al-Istikhara in all of those big decisions that you want to make in your life. Once you pray Salat al-Istikhara, you take the means and you rely upon Allah. You rely upon Allah from the beginning and you rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout and at the end. And you pray Salat al-Istikhara. So you do not need to worry about anything that is to come will or will come. Because that is from the pillars of Iman. From the pillars of Iman is what? Al-Imanu bil-Qadr. Al-Iman in the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now you don't know what is to come. Lacking you have husnu zan billahi subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have good thoughts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah jalla wa ala will ease in your affairs and make everything easy for you. And inshallah, may Allah jalla wa ala bless you with happy and long lives. Filled with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the shaykh rahimahullah starts to go into the evidences. And he mentions about five verses or four verses from the Kitab of Allah Jalla wa'ala and a narration from Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu. So he starts the chapter off with the verse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ And rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you are truly believers. So tawakkulu, tawakkulu, or tawakkulu, اَعْتَمِدُوا عَلَيْهِ وَفَوِّضُوا أَمْرَكُمْ أَوْ أُمُورَكُمْ إِلَيْهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا The meaning is اعتمدوا عليه يعني rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَفَوِّضُوا أُمُورَكُمْ عَلَيْهِ and or إِلَيْهِ and rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and leave all of your affairs with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَأُفَوِّضُ أَمْرِي إِلَى اللَّهِ نعم So the wajhu dalala from the verse is that there's a al-amr bitawakkul ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there's a command by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to rely upon him fatawakkalu there's a rely, there's a command or Allah jalla commanded us to rely upon him and anything that Allah commands us with is what obligatory anything that Allah jalla commands us with is something which is an obligation upon us which is an obligation upon us. And also the second way that the verse shows them halu shahid or connects to the chapter is that the iman of a person is connected to their tawakkul. 
Allah Jalla wa'ala says, in kuntum mu'minin. They rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in kuntum mu'minin, if you are. So the iman of a person will not be sound except with a tawakkul ala Allah, except if they rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a tawakkul is a shagd lil iman, it is a condition for one's iman. And this verse comes after Allah Jalla wa'ala told us about the story of Musa alayhi salam when he was or when they were commanded to go into Bayt al-Maqdis or the city of Maqdis and then they said there are people that are strong and in there so we will not go in there for as long as they are in there and although Musa alayhi salam and those two righteous men told them to go in there, they said, What? Fadhab anta wa rabbuka faqatila innaha huna qa'idun. That is what Bani Israel said to Musa alayhi salam. You and your Lord, go you and your Lord. Go with your Lord and you, you fight. We'll be waiting here for you. Compare that to what Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, what the companions said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam in every jihad that he was going to. Ya Rasulullah, لو خدت بين البحر لخدنا معك. Ya Rasulullah, if you were to take us to the sea, Wallahi, we would go into the sea with you. And that shows that the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam are more virtuous than who? Uh, than the people of Musa alayhi salam. Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas. That is referring to who? The Sahaba, the Prophet ﷺ, and this Ummah in general. So when they tell you they're the chosen people, just remember that they refused, they said to Musa, go and fight. You and your Lord. Taib. So that is the first verse that the Shaykh Rahimahullah Ta'ala mentioned. Where's the Mahalu Shahid from the verse? Where's the point of evidence? Fatawakkalu is a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is a command Fatawakkalu. Also another way, a third way is, or a third point, and upon Allah, rely upon Allah, and rely upon Allah. If the ma'mul has been given, or comes at the beginning of the sentence, it shows that what is to come is limited to the first part of the sentence, meaning only rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the meaning is tawakkalu ala Allah. Lakin it said what? Wa ala Allahi, meaning only Allah. Okay? Rely upon only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it shows us from wa ala Allahi, the fact that Allah and Allah has been, the one that you should rely upon has been mentioned first, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, there's a command in the verse to what? To rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And thirdly what? Iman is connected to it Iman is connected to The tawakkul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Then the shaykh says Rahimahullah He mentions the verse In Surah Anfal Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Talks about The believers Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the traits of the believers Where Allah says verily the believers are those who When Allah jalla wa ala is mentioned their hearts tremble with their fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
and it increases them in Iman. وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ So the wajhu dalala from this verse is that Allah Jalla wa'ala fil ayati thana'u Allahi subhanahu wa ta'ala thana'u Allahi subhanahu wa ta'ala ala al-mu'minina thana'u Allahi subhanahu wa ta'ala ala al-mu'minina li'annahum حصروا التوكل بالله تعالى لأنهم حصروا limited التوكل بالله سبحانه وتعالى they limited the توكل إن الله سبحانه وتعالى وما أثنى الله سبحانه وتعالى فاعله أو على فاعله وما أثنى الله سبحانه وتعالى على فاعله فهو عبادة so the word Dalal is that Allah Jalla wa'ala praised the believers because their tawakkul or their reliance was specific to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Was specific to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa'ala rabbihim. In their Lord do they rely. And everyone or everything that a person is praised for shows that that is ibadah. If a person is praised for something or an action is praised by Allah Jalla wa'ala, it shows that it is a, a what? A ibadah. It shows that it is a ibadah. Then third verse that the Shaykh Rahimahullah mentioned, the verse of Allah Jalla wa'ala, Ya ayyuhal nabiyu hasbukallahu wa manittaba'aka minal mu'mineen. Hasbukallahu wa manittaba'aka minal mu'mineen. O Prophet of Allah, you mean Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah Jalla wa'ala is sufficient for you and Allah Jalla wa'ala is sufficient for those who follow you from the believers. That is the correct meaning of the verse. That is the correct meaning of the verse. So the wajhu dalala is dallatil ayatu ala anna allaha dallatil ayatu ala anna allaha subhanahu wa ta'ala كافي العبادة وحده كافي العبادة وحده فإذا كان هو الكافي وحده فإذا كان هو الكافي لعبده وحده وجب التوكل عليه وحده وجب التوكل عليه وحده وصرفه لغير الله شرك So the محل الشاهد or the wajh dalala of the verse is that the verse shows us that Allah Jalla wa'ala is sufficient for his slaves Allah Jalla wa'ala is sufficient for his servants and if Allah Jalla wa'ala is sufficient for his servants then it shows that it is obligatory upon them to rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. <coughs> so it shows that tawakkul, so this shows that tawakkul is a form of ibadah, and if it is done for other than Allah, then it becomes shirk. And if it is done for other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it becomes shirk. Yeah. So this 
verse and all of these verses show that the person's heart has to be connected to to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said man ta'allaqa bishay'in or man, man, man ta'allaqa shay'in ghayr Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wakalahu Allah ilayhi whoever relies upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then Allah leaves him to that which he relied upon طيب, so that is the third verse the fourth verse is the verse of Allah Jalla wa ala وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ Whomsoever relies upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then Allah Jalla wa ala is sufficient for him so the mahalu shahid is that Allah Jalla wa ala connected tawakkul with sufficiency that Allah is sufficient for the one that relies upon him the verse tells us that Allah is sufficient for the one that relies upon him this shows that it is wajib to rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it shows the virtue of tawakkul since if a person relies upon Allah then Allah jalla wa ala is enough for his servants طيب. then the shaykh rahimahullah mentions the narration of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu in which he said Hasbunallahu uh, ni'mal wakil sufficient for Allah sufficient for us is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's the best of those who is sought tawakkul in Qalaha Ibrahim Ibrahim said this word what word Hasbunallahu ni'mal wakil Ibrahim said this word when they wanted to throw him in the fire وَقَالَهَا مُحَمَّدٌ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمُ حِينَ قَالُوا لَهُ And Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم said this when the people said to him إِنَّ النَّاسَ قَدْ جَمَعُوا لَكُمْ فَخْشَوْهُمْ فَزَادَهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَقَالُوا حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنَعْمُ الْوَكِيلِ So Abdullah ibn Abbas رضي الله عنه is showing us the virtue of this word of حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنَعْمُ الْوَكِيلِ where a person says seeking protection and having tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so when Ibrahim said it, what was the result? Allah calls the fire to be what? Cold for Ibrahim. Where they expected him to be burnt by the fire. Lakin Allah commanded the fire to be cool for Ibrahim alayhi salam. And the same for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They said the people are coming to you, Quraysh are coming to you, and they're coming to destroy whatever is left of you. And then when he went back, he said, Hasbunallahu ni'mal wakil. And then they ran back. Allah Jalla wa'ala through fear into their hearts. And they feared the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Why? Because they said, if he hasn't even gone back to Medina, and we defeated them on the battlefield, Yet they are willing to come back That must mean they have something in their pockets That must mean they have something with them So they ran and Allah Jalla wa'ala put fear in their hearts So this is a word that a person should say at all times Not only in difficult times Obviously more so in difficult times Lakin a person should get his tongue used to these words Hasbunallahu ni'mal wakil At all times Wherever it is at times of ease or at times of difficulty 
That's why the Prophet said to the companion Abdullah ibn Busra, لا يزال لسانك غطباً بذكر الله Let your tongue not cease to be moist from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your tongue should always be moist with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. طيب فيه مسائل. Important points. Number one, that that tawakkul is among the obligations. And tawakkul is among the obligations because Allah Jalla wa'ala commanded us with Number two, that it is among the conditions of faith. It is from a condition of from the conditions of faith whereby a person, the more his iman increases, the more his tawakkul increases. Number three, the explanation of the ayah of Surah Al-Anfal. Naam, that Allah Jalla wa'ala praised the believers with different attributes and from them is wa'ala rabbihim yatawakkalun. Allah Jalla wa'ala praised them for relying upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number four, the explanation of the ayah that comes later after it. Whomsoever relies upon Allah, Allah is sufficient for him. The explanation of the ayah in Surah Al-Talaq. Naam, whomsoever Number six, the great importance of the saying that it was said by Ibrahim. لا عفوا. الثالثة سورة أنفال. The one that تفسير الآية اللي في آخر في آخرها. The one that comes after is يا أيها النبي حسبك الله ومن اتبعك من المؤمنين. Where Allah جل وعلا said, "Very Allah is sufficient for you and sufficient for the believers." So it is incorrect to say that or to understand it to be يا أيها النبي حسبك الله أو Prophet حسبك الله is sufficient for you ومن اتبعك من المؤمنين. أي حسبك Meaning, Ya Rasulullah, Allah is sufficient for you and the believers are sufficient for you. That's an incorrect interpretation. Rather, it means Allah is sufficient for you and Allah is sufficient for those that follow you. Number six, the great importance of this saying that it was said by Ibrahim and Muhammad during their hardest times. Naam. During the hardest times and they turned back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even in that situation, they said, Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakeel. And... They relied upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that relying is what? Tawakkul Tawakkul Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Tafadun Babu qawlillahi ta'ala Afa aminu makra Allah Fala ya'manu makra Allah Illa al-qawmul khasirun Wa qawlih Wa man yaqnatu min rahmati rabbihi Illa al-dallun And the statement of Allah uh, Chapter 35 No 34th uh, the statement of Allah Are they secure from Allah's plan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Are they secure from Allah's plan None feels safe from Allah's planning But the doomed And he said Subhanahu wa ta'ala And who, and who despairs of his Lord's mercy But the misguided Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu said Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Was asked about the major sins He said Shirk with Allah Despair of hope in Allah And feeling secure from Allah's planning Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu said, The greatest of major sins are shirk with Allah, feeling secure from Him, feeling despair of His mercy, and giving hope, giving up hope in Allah, recorded by Abdul Razak. Naam. This chapter, the Shaykh rahimahullah ta'ala, rahmatullah talks about other ibadat of the heart. Things that we should do and things that we should not do. And the verses that the Shaykh Rahimahullah mentions So the maqsood al-bab The maqsood of the chapter 
is bayanu anna al-amna min makri allahi wa anna al-qunuta min rahmati allahi to clarify that feeling secure from the ang- from the plot from the plot of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and having despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala munafiyani li asli tawheedi they negate the asl the foundation of tawheed idha tadammana zawal al-khawfi min qalb al-abdi they negate the essence of tawheed the existence of tawheed in the heart of the believer if that contains zawal al-khawfi min qalb al-abd min qalb al-abd if there's no fear in the heart of the servant of Allah of fear of Allah in the heart of the servant then that negates one's tawheed in totality wa munafiyani yani these two what are these two what الأمن من مكر الله to feel secure from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which are two opposites and ومنافيان لكمال التوحيد حسب نقصهما في قلب العبد ومنافيان and they negate the completeness of one's توحيد depending on their deficiency or the deficiency of these two in the heart of the servant so in summary, this Shaykh Rahimahullah wants to tell us In this chapter he's going to talk about two things Which is, or the first being uh, Being safe or feeling safe from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Meaning having no fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And having no mercy in or having no hope In the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Giving up and having despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now these two, which two? Huh? Now, believing, leaving off, leaving off the punishment of Allah, believing that Allah will not punish you, and feeling secure from the punishment of Allah, and having despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if these two are not found in the heart of the servant in totality, meaning there's no fear in the heart of this person, no fear of Allah in the heart of the person and they totally despair of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then that means it negates what? Tawheed in totality Lakin if they fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Lakin that fear is deficient or they have some sort of despair in Allah's mercy Lakin it is deficient it is not a total despair then that what? It negates the completeness of one's Tawheed Is that understood? So the Shaykh rahimahullah wants to show us or explain this to us in this chapter I want you to write these words down inshallah and it will help you understand the chapter and we need to hurry up because we don't have long left What does it mean to feel secure from the plot of Allah from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala It means Al-ghaflatu an-iqabillahi Al-ghaflatu an-iqabillahi To feel uh, to be heedless of the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala مَعَ فِعْلِ مُوْجَبِهِ مَعَ فِعْلِ مُوْجِبِهِ Whilst doing the things that necessitate it مِنْ فِعْلِ مُحَرَّمٍ وَتَرْكِ وَاجِبٍ Whilst doing that which it necessitates meaning the punishment of Allah 
by doing the haram and leaving off the wajib. So in summary, what does it mean when a person feels secure from the plan of Allah or the plot of Allah or the punishment of Allah? It is that they are heedless of the punishment of Allah. They don't pay attention to the punishment of punishment of Allah. They don't fear the punishment of Allah. Whilst at the same time, they do those things that bring about the anger of Allah and the punishment of Allah. From doing muharramat, things that are haram, and leaving off wajibat, things that are wajib upon the servant to do. So that is the meaning of al-amnu min makrillah. Al-Ya'su Al-Ya'su means Al-Qat'u Ala anna al-Matlooba La yatahassalu Litahqiqi fawatihi Naam, so Ibn Jawzi gave this definition, which is قَطْعُ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْمَطْلُوبَ to, be, to believe and to cut off and to believe that the matloob, that which you seek and that which you want لَا يَتَحَصَّلُ will not happen لِتَحْقِيقِ فَوَاتِهِ because it has left, its time has passed. So to believe that the khayr that you want will not come to you To believe that the khayr that you want will not come to you Or the harm that you're in will not be removed That is yes And al-qunut is similar to yes But it is more severe It is more severe And you shall see that in the verse of Allah So shiddatul yasi Al-Qunud is shiddatul yasi It is a strong form of or a severe form of despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In summary, al-yas wal-qunud They mean what? Despairing in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Having no hope or little hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Tayyib What is the opposite to these two? Huh? There's two things Al-Khawf There are two opposites to this Al-Khawf Is the opposite to Al-Amnu min makrillah So when a person doesn't fit When a person fears the punishment of Allah That means they have khawf in their heart And when a person doesn't despair In the mercy of Allah Jalla wa'ala, That means they have what? a in their heart And these And those two are like the two wings of the bird to the believer and they have to be balanced and they have to be balanced Shaykh al-Islam says rahimahullah ta'ala I'm going to say it out fast inshallah وَقَدْ قَالَ مَنْ قَالَ مِنَ السَّلَفِ مَنْ عَبَدَ اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى بِالْحُبِّ فَهُوَ زِنْدِيقٌ بِالْحُبِّ فَقَدْ So the Salaf said, Ibn Taymiyyah says, the Salaf said, whoever worships Allah with love only then he is a disbeliever Meaning he doesn't fear Allah and he doesn't have hope in Allah He just says I only love Allah hence I worship him Like the extreme Sufis, Sufis. So the Sheikh says he's a Sindiq, a disbeliever, an infidel وَمَنْ عَبَدَهُ And whoever worships Allah بِالْخَوْفِ وَحْدَهُ فَهُوْ حَرُورِي As for the one that worships Allah with only fear 
only fear of the punishment of Allah Jalla wa'ala, then he is a khariji. Haruri meaning khariji. وَمَنْ عَبَدَ بِرَجَائِ وَحْدَهُ فَهُوَ مُرْجِئِ The person that only worships Allah with hope, with raja, meaning he doesn't fear in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He only has mercy in, Allah, in hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he is a, he's from the murji'ah, which is a deviant sect. Why is he from the murji'ah? Because he will commit sins, 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 and believe that Allah, Allah ghafoor rahim, Allah ghafoor rahim, Allah will forgive. Then he says, and he says, rahimahullah, وَمَنْ عَبَدَهُ وَمَنْ عَبَدَهُ Whoever worships Allah بِالْحُبِّ وَالْخَوْفِ وَالْرَجَائِ Whoever worships Allah with love and hope and fear فَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ مُوَحِّدٌ He is a believer and he is a muwahid. He is a person who has singled out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in worship. Also, we have to have husnudhan in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Believe, have good thought of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In authentic hadith, Allah jalla wa ala says, أَنَا عِنْدَ ظَنِّ عَبْدِي بِي فَلْيَظُنَّ بِي مَا شَعْبِ I am according to the servant whatever he thinks of me. Let him, let the servant think whatever he thinks of me. That is command from Allah Jalla wa ala. In it is a command to have good thought of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will get good from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Shaykh rahimahullah mentions three verses. خاسرون, the first verse. The first verse. And the wajhu dalala is that in this verse, Allah Jalla wa ala is refuting and rebuking with istifham inkari. Which is an integrative refutation or condemnation. Those who those who feel secure from the plot or from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this shows that the one who does that is blameworthy. Does what? The one that believes he's secure from the punishment of Allah. He doesn't believe that Allah will punish him. وَقَدْ وَصَفَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانُهُ وَتَعَالَى ذَلِكَ أَوْ فَاعِلُ ذَلِكَ وَصَفَ فَاعِلُ ذَلِكَ بِالْخُسْرَانِ Allah described that person or the one that does that بِالْخُسْرَانِ to be in a state of loss. فَلَا يَأْمَنُ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ So Allah said that they are خَاسِرُونَ They are of the losers. And if they are from the losers, they what? They're in the fire. Allah Jalla wa says, Inna al-insana lafi khusr. Verily, insan is in a state of loss, and Allah Jalla wa excluded those four people. So that shows that it is haram to feel secure from the punishment of Allah Jalla wa and the plot of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is the first verse. How does it show the tarjama, the bab? How does it, where's the mahal shahid in this? Hmm? Say that again. Allah Jalla wa said that they are the khasirun, they are the losers. And what other part? Allah Jalla, when Allah Jalla, do they believe or are they secure from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or from the plot of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So that is the first verse. The second verse, the second verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that those who despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or only those that are lost despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those 
Allah describes those people who despair in the mercy of Allah Jalla wa'ala to be dhalun, to be misguided. So Allah Jalla so Allah Jalla wa'ala described them to be what? Misguided. And if Allah Jalla wa'ala describes a person of upon misguidance, that is upon misguidance, then that shows that that action is what? Halal or haram? It is muharram. So this shows that qunut min rahmatillah or despairing in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is haram because Allah said they are from those that are that are lost. And this shows the opposite meaning, the mafhum of that is what? That from the attributes of the muttaqeen, the believers, is that they do not despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they are the ones that are guided. What is the opposite to those that are misguided? Guidance. The opposite to guidance is misguidance. So if those people who despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if they've been blamed and uh, labeled misguided, Due to them despairing, having despair in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not having hope in Allah, the believers, if they have hope in Allah, they are what? Guided. They are guided. So that is the wajhud dalala from the verse. That is the wajhud dalala from the verse. Then the Shaykh rahimahullah mentioned two hadiths. Two hadiths. Uh, one of them narrated from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu. And the other by Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu. Now the one from Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, they both show the same thing. Like in this first one, the one Abdullah ibn Abbas is weak. And the scholars differ over whether it is authentic or not. Some say it is authentic up to Abdullah ibn Abbas, which means it is mawquf. And some say it is not even authentic up to Abdullah ibn Abbas. And the same goes for Naam. So this is... Mawquf at the very best Lakin what does it show anyhow? It shows that the Prophet Sallallahu was asked Anil Kaba'ir, he was asked about the major sins And then the Prophet Sallallahu said Ashirku Billah Associated partners of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala وَلْيَأْسُ مِنْ رَوْحِ And having despair in the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala وَالْأَمْنُ مِنْ مَكْرِ And to Feel secure from the punishment and the plot of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the hadith shows us that these two diseases of feeling secure from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and despairing in, despairing in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, both of them are from the kabai, from the major sins. And the definition of a kabira is what? Kullu zambin, right? The definition of a kabira. Kullu zambin. It is every sin that Allah Jalla wa'ala has threatened the one that does it with a specific punishment. With a specific punishment and a specific threat. So that is the definition of kabair and they are many and if you look into the, if you use this definition then every hadith or every verse that you come across that has that meets this definition then that is considered from the what from the major sins the opposite to the major sins is what minor sins 
and they are every sin that a specific punishment hasn't been mentioned for. Lakin, even these minor sins can become major with certain things, like mujahara, if a person does it out in the open constantly. Or al-Israq, where a person constantly does a major sin, then for him it becomes a major sin. If a person constantly does a minor sin, then for him, for that specific person, is it becomes a major sin. That's why Abdullah ibn Abbas said لا صغيرة مع الإسراغ There is no صغيرة, no minor sin مع الإسراغ Once the person continuously does it And then in the next hadith Or in the next narration Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu He said أكبر الكبائر الإشراك بالله The greatest of the major sins Is الإشراك بالله Associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So kabair here means it is a sin Like it doesn't specifically mean that it doesn't take a person outside of Islam لأن شرك takes the person outside Islam وَالْأَمْنُ مِنْ مَكْرِ اللَّهِ وَالْقُنُوطُ وَالْقُنُوطُ مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ وَالْيَأْسُ مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ So Abdullah ibn Mas'ud رضي الله عنه He said And this is an authentic narration He said That from the kabaih From the major sins Is Associating partners of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And to feel secure From the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to uh, to give up on the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and these sorts of things when a companion says that they are from the major sins or when a companion mentions a specific punishment for a certain sin then that takes it takes the ruling of a hadith because a companion would not say this from his desires a companion would only say this if they've heard revelation from the Prophet ﷺ stating that this is a major sin. So in summary, this chapter deals with two diseases and two ibadat. The first disease is Al-Amnu Min Makrillah that a person believes that although they are committing sins, day in, day out, they carry on doing these sins, believing that Allah won't punish them. And the second disease is to despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Whereby a person gives up worshipping Allah and having tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They despair in them, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They have no hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And if a difficulty comes to them They won't make dua or they won't take the means Because they think it's too late already and the two or the cure for these two diseases is what? Al-Khawf wa Raja Al-Khawf min Allah Al-Khawf min Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that Khawf What does it cause you to do? Actions The Khawf That is praiseworthy Is the Khawf that causes you to do the wajibat Things that are wajib And it causes you to leave off the things that are Haram So that is the Khawf that is a form of ibadah and it is a cure for the first disease which is to feel free from the punishment of Allah that Allah won't punish you and the cure to the second disease is a raja having hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you're doing good when you're doing bad whenever you fall and have your shortcomings and so on and so forth at all times to have mercy in, to have hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because once you have that mercy in Allah subhanahu have that hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that hope will lead you to what? Repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taib, fihim
التفسير of the ayah in Surah Al-Araf نعم those where Allah Jalla wa'ala said that they are from the losers those who despair those who believe they are safe and secure from the punishment of Allah Jalla wa'ala number two the explanation of the ayah in Surah Al-Hijr نعم where Allah Jalla wa'ala described those who despair in his mercy to be from the dalun from those that are misguided number three the severity of the threat for whoever feels secure from Allah's planning نعم last one the severity of the threat for despair. Now, so these two are mentioned in the two verses, and they're mentioned in two narrations by Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and Abdullah ibn, um, Abdullah ibn Abbas and Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, where they said that it is from the kabaig, from the major sins. طيب. <laughs>